0: Oh man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) For Jesus.
1: Happy Easter Passover. And Ramadan. Middle of Ramadan. End of Ramadan.
0: I think it's just rare, apparently, that all three are happening within some trick. Yeah. Yeah. You know who you know the big winner today and this the big winner this year is Abraham. Abraham oh, sure. from the Bible.
1: Oh yeah, All... big week for Abrahamic religions.
0: Yeah, the ham,
1: hamdoggers. Big week for the hamdoggers. <laughs> the hamdoggers. <laughs> Are y'all from communities that use the term hamdogger and dog hammer? <laughs> yeah. Have we talked about this on the show?
2: Oh, is this real? So.
1: Yeah. Have you, uh, the n- nope. not for Easter. No. I'm I'm yeah. segwaying away from <laughs> yeah, religion. From- um this is a term for I get them backwards all the time but this is a term for when you have um a hot a hot dog you're at a barbecue and you have hot dogs but you've run out of hot dog buns so you have to put it on a hamburger bun oh. so you like slice it in half and like cut it down the middle and you put it on a Fuck yes. Hamburger bun I think that's called a ham dogger.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then I
1: think when you have to slice a burger patty in half and put it like two little Mountains in the center
0: of a hot dog bun. I think that's called a dog hammer. I've never had one, but I I've seen. What are from you, time rich? To, from time <laughs> no, from time to time, uh, I've seen. No, I've done the, the other thing. Usually, what I do is tear the hot dog bun in half and make two little hamburger buns. Oh, so, sliders. Yeah, this sort of a, a like a oval slider. Dog like hammer little, it's slider. Like, it's like the it's like the shape of a minion. <laughs>
1: sure. Sure, just about. a Minions a
0: minion slider. <laughs> um, What the hell is that? Oh, no. Uh, I've seen this, but I've never gotten to have it, uh, which is like places, you, it sort of feels like a state fair type of food, but where they form hamburger meat into the tube of a hot dog.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Like they never even pretend that they're going to do anything but serve it on a hot dog bun.
1: So it is just ground hamburger meat, mm-hmm. hot dog shaped
0: hmm And then you put no, it on a hot dog. Okay. No, like, casing. It's almost a sausage. Right. But it's not.
1: <laughs> but it's not, because it wasn't designed to be that. It's just...
2: Kevin, how are you hating this as much as you are? I, I might be biased, because I haven't had meat in 10 years, but this sounds nasty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but does it sound it more n- sound nasty great. than any other? <laughs> no, but it, it sounds accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm like, I don't know. Um, I like have it's done
2: accurate. the... Ham dog bun situation a lot growing up, and my mom never had a name for it. It was always just her giving me the plate and saying, "We're out
0: of buns." <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. It's that's some real make do
0: type shit. Yeah. yeah. Ham dogging it. Ham it. We're all just ham dogging it,
1: mm-hmm, just like Abraham himself. <laughs> um, oh,
0: and we're back.
1: And we're back because I wanted to cleanly segue. First of all, welcome to the show, Yo, Is This Racist? Uh, the show where we listen to your voicemails about racism. I'm Tony Newsome, Andrew T., our producer, Kevin Bartell. Um, I wanted to segue to Andrew's secular Seder that I attended mm. on Friday night. And mm-hmm. the incredible meal that you made for everyone. Really beautiful <laughs> Beautiful I Just Take us through it
0: I mean I guess I can't help but notice I still have Two and a half jars Of gefilte fish In my house So I don't think
1: people
0: That's People didn't because, do wait, their wait, jobs wait, 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 wait.
1: That is because <laughs> I stopped by the store And I said I'm stopping by the store Before I come to your house What else do you need And, and he I said Well said, you see a, a jar I ol- Of fish I said fish. I
0: only have Three jars of gefilte fish <laughs> We probably need one more
1: <laughs> And how many people Were in attendance At this seder
0: Uh seven total uh-huh so I that think. was almost we should we a should really jar per person <laughs> call it call it a Seder style dinner with yeah we didn't
1: do all the things it was, we it, it was, someone, it was someone did secular. bring
0: a, a nice feminist uh Hagada and yeah it was a very, read like, from it a little
1: it was very socialist and feminist Haggadah. I as as they were reading aloud from it i was like wait is this the shit like, that always is happens normal, at a Seder? yeah this is punk it's, rock as fuck
0: it's not.
1: It's not. <laughs> no. But as soon as she got to the part that was like, when all the workers are fairly compensated for their labor, I was like, yes, yeah. Diana was hell. Let's I go. think that
0: yeah. might be phrased a different way in the more conservative. Maybe not. I just Maybe I don't maybe remember. Maybe not. I've definitely, I've definitely been to more conservative people's Satyrs.
1: Yeah, I've been to- Let's say. They've run the gamut. But this one was, this was by far the loosey goosey that I've oh, yeah. attended. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. I made brisket- I made a bunch of brisket beautiful. with 9 the, pounds of beauty. 9 pounds are the trick with the brisket is so much onion. More onion than you think is sort of humanly possible. Just a mm-hmm. lot of goddamn onions. So much onion. Fuck you onions. Um yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your service. So so much onion uh and then it, basically you just make like french onion soup under the brisket essentially
1: mm-hmm.
0: as it cooks. Then you slice that motherfucker up.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh the night before, put it back in mm-hmm. the liquid, put it in the fridge, and then reheat it the next day.
3: It was um, glorious.
0: And I also made matzo ball soup. I put duck fat in my matzo balls. It was glorious. Um, it was pretty
1: good. The Jessica was Gow good. made a beautiful salad.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Some she would parts. hear me
1: complimenting her if she listened to the episodes anymore, but
0: she she, she talked about we I saw her a couple other uh three nights ago, four nights ago, something like that. Um and she mm-hmm. went on a long Long, maybe slightly too long, uh, thing about how she never listens to Yo's is racist anymore and only listens to uh, Yo Can We Live, our premium show. What's that? Uh, go to suboptimalpods.com to find out what, how what? you can be uh, in the same company as Emmy winner Jessica Gow. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that's our premium show where we try not to talk about racism, it comes out on Fridays.
0: An unauthorized endorsement that she will never know that she, she made.
1: Love it. Um, but yeah, that was my only uh, celebration of any sort for this weekend. Today, as we record, is is currently yeah. g- General Christian Easter. I get very confused about, because there's Orthodox Easter and then there's
3: oh. uh, Amer-
1: America Easter,
0: I guess. Ooh, I didn't even know there was that kind of difference. Well, um,
1: and I don't know that there's always a difference. I think Orthodox Easter is next Sunday. Um, I have a couple friends who are Greek Orthodox, and I don't even know if it's... Greek Orthodox that celebrates that other Easter. But just from living in Chicago, I always remember there being two mm. Easters. It felt very mm. like which Easter camp do you belong to? Yeah. Um we so today's one a, of them.
0: Fight a couple centuries of wars to figure this all out.
1: Oh, I <laughs> can't know? wait. I can't wait till we're having wars about Easter again. Oh wait, we are.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um
1: I don't know enough uh about yeah. what's happening at the mosques in Palestine, but I know that it's. up Oh, really?
0: Oh, I didn't know. I don't know nothing about any Yeah,
1: there's IDF going into mosques in Palestine for some reason. Um, we, but again, yeah, not going talk to talk about shit
0: we don't know about. We talked a lot. A lot of the news this week was shit we didn't know about. I basically was like, I think the best I can do is I could filibuster for 20 minutes about how cops are not the answer. I don't know. We don't obviously be, have be less than shit to say about Um, The the shooting in in New York, um, besides the fact that, you know, never been a greater demonstration that cops don't keep us safe at all. Um, It was people in the community applying tourniquets, people in the community caught the guy, like Mm. there was, you know, after he turned himself in, there's, there's like the current police system is a net negative. I'm not saying it doesn't have necessary-ish parts to it, but the way it's put together is negative. Uh it is just, you know, racist and other types of just it, it is a net negative on society that in major cities we pay like fucking 60% of our taxes I think in LA go to the cops, so it's also a very, very bad use of our money if you're one of those fiscally conservative people, allegedly. So, and okay, I, I already tuckered myself out.
1: <laughs> no, that's good. I like these days when Andrew pitches before the record. Hey, I could filibuster about this thing for twenty minutes, so we all know what we're getting into. But then once we get to the record, it's like because mm-hmm. you because you laid out that expectation. Yeah. Now you want to like you know Try be it. more brief.
0: I, I thought I could. I just. No, I mean, there's no nothing more brief, I guess. It's just there's nothing more to say. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's a good
1: uh, reminder to, I mean, you know, it sucks that uh, tragedies like this have to serve as our reminders. But if we're looking for ways to be reminded to um, invest in and research your community organizations that are doing good, your mutual aid groups, yeah. local, 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 the people who are already doing it. You don't need to start up your own chapter of a, food pantry. Maybe you do. Maybe that's truly lacking in your area. But um, yeah, the best advice I ever heard is if you see a problem, look for the people who are already addressing it, who need more support.
0: Yeah. So. Um. Uh, one thing I saw on Twitter that uh, I guess I don't know for sure, for sure. This is obviously just an opinion, but I think it's pretty well illustrated as something you can do, even if you're one of those like, oh, what are we going to do to be safe without the police folks? Um, Learn how to tie a tourniquet. You know, learn first aid. Those are mm. those are the things that actually keep community safe and keep people alive, um, you know, regardless of what you feel about the job of the cops. And also, like, regardless of, like, what you feel about, like, being prepared to do violence on your own. I don't personally want to do any of that shit either. Um, you know, one thing that's nice about the idea of cops is, like, someone else, a good guy with a gun can handle this stuff. But mm. uh, cops are not good "Quote unquote, good
1: guys." Um, so, I think about uh, the you know first aid stuff a lot and just basic skills that one can have. And yes, it's because I live a, a doomsday prepper light life mm-hmm. up here mm-hmm. in my mountain compound where <laughs> no one shall find the location. Um, <laughs> but it's also you know I think about the natural disasters that we face all over the world, but especially the the scarier, more imminent ones on the west coast. And I think about how, you know, uh, thankfully, we were evacuated during the the most extreme wildfires a couple of years ago. But, you know, had we not been, there's people up here with horses. There's people up here with all kinds of animals with mobility issues and stuff. I, I would have felt uh, like my skills were lacking a bit. Um, Nate's mm-hmm. a, bit, a bit less lacking because he's taken more of those courses than I have. But just to be able to to help the people who need it in Natural, natural, and environmental disasters.
0: I don't know. I'm yeah. rambling, but
1: well, yeah. It's it just also made the, me like, like I want to be more. I want to be more prepped to be able to yeah. help, however I can.
0: Yeah, I think that's like, um, you know, and I, I think people also feel like you need to be an expert in things, and and really, it is just like. Find your neighbors, find the people that are actually caring for everyone in the community. And, like, you know, one of the reasons I, like, started um, helping out with Solidarity and Snacks, a mutual aid group that uh friend of this show, If Ify Wadaway, and, and ex-producer Zig, uh, have been have been coming a little bit. I think, uh, I feel like they're, they're building up a little bit consistency. They'll be coming more. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was like you know it is truly like mutual aid in the sense of like this is a community that we all need like like it or not Mm -hmm. and like whether regardless of how you feel about things it's like you know i definitely a part of me helping out is like um this is how you like self it was selfish like this is how i protect myself too like this is how by mm-hmm. by protecting everyone else, we all protect each other, and that's all we got. Um and it's like scary to think about this idea that like, you know, the cops aren't and and because I'm like a, you know, middle class, I guess probably upper middle class, um like Asian person. I'm not like targeted by cops in the same way. Um, they do afford me some type of protection, sort of, but at at what cost? And um it's certainly not like Um, true protection or you know Mm -hmm. that it's just an illusion really um so like it does make me feel better like I remember it we just had the anniversary of the horrible fucking um um Echo Park just like I don't know what to call it other than fucking it was like a police riot the police just were like violent and like attacking you know people indiscriminately but attacking journalists attacking legal aid like it was just in the
1: name of you know i guess they would have called it a sweep of of unhoused people trying to just live and exist there but it became much more violent
0: i mean and, and it was like you know i was there for some of it i it was like immediate sort of like violence perpetrated by the LAPD and um, approved and really coordinated by fucking Mitch O'Farrell, who is terrible. um, The disgusting, disgusting uh, city council member um, of in Los Angeles. Um, Yeah. So I guess what, you know, watching that and, and, like having some like interaction with this crew. I mean, just being on the signal and watching them help each other and help other people and try to get first aid and try to get people away from, again, these cops who were being indiscriminately violent. I mean, I guess that's Mm. what they always are, but like was like sort of like illuminating, right? It's like, this is when, when shit hits any type of fan, these people will help me and I will help Mm. them. Um, and, you know, the police cannot be, you know, not only cannot be counted on to help, they mostly, you you run a better predictive, like sort of baseline on reality if you assume that they will not help. And maybe you can be pleasantly surprised if they help you out, but like mostly they will not help. They will make things worse, and sometimes very, very much worse. Sometimes they are the enemy. Um, arguably all, always are the enemy, but again, whatever. I wonder um,
1: what kind of a um. I wonder what kind of a weird Thomas Hobbes or or Calvin Locke or one of those. I don't know my <laughs> philosophy, guys. Don't don't tell me what I'm talking about, please. I need a shirt that says "Don't tell me what I'm talking about." <laughs> um, but I don't know what it makes me that I have this feeling of like if if only everyone had a, a piece of the feeling of. Maybe sometimes I'm the one to come to help. Like instead of thinking there's a body of people who've been hired to do a job and handed a badge and a gun who will always help me. If the thought is sometimes I am the help that's needed and sometimes I'm not like sometimes I'm not the person to get out on the freeway because I see a car broken down. Sometimes that's not safe for my individual person and demographic and circumstance. And sometimes it is depending on who you are. And having the barometer, the internal barometer to just to know that a little bit, to know when when you're the right helper.
0: Yeah. I um, mean, I think part of it is the the that's been sort of my like small experience with just like minimal types of mutual aid is mm-hmm. that first of all, the shit is like easier and less scary than you think. Um, Yeah. But also, I think it's like feeling out your margins is the way to do it. Like, do the easiest thing and become comfortable with that. And then you can grow as opposed Mm -hmm. to just being like, well, I can't stop a murderer. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, yeah, maybe not. But like, you know, there's lots of steps in between. And like you know it's the like i can't stop a murderer so i we might as well give all of our like power to police um to this like racist institution um that's like the, those aren't the only choices and and i think that's like i don't know that's how like it's the only way anyone stand any of us stand a fucking chance um yeah oof Look, grim. look for the
1: folks doing the work and join them.
0: Yeah. No, and just ask, ask them what they need. Hey, you know, yeah. there's always something you can do. Truly.
1: You know what, though? I do want to give a shout out to a cop of sorts. This man was a TSA agent. <laughs> and when I flew to Chicago, I was going to check my bag. At the last minute, I decided not to. And I carried it through. And this man pulled me aside. He was a black man. And he said sis, you got like five huge bottles of lotion or hair stuff or something in here. (laughs) And I said, oh, my God, I forgot I was going to check the bag. So I packed my full size thing. And he just goes, just take it. Just go. (laughs) So I got to give a shout out to that black man who saw a black woman in need of her moisturizing elements. I did. I had conditioner. I had a clarifying shampoo. I had a lotion. And he let me slide. He let me carry on approximately three gallons of liquids <laughs> onto my United flight to Chicago. And you know what? That's that's a that's a law enforcement officer that I that yeah. I walk with. So thank yeah. you, sir.
0: Yeah. It's mostly by not doing their duties but doing the right thing that they are <laughs> they are good people.
1: Wish I had his name. No, I don't. He'd get fired.
0: I think about um like six
2: months ago not even six months ago, just a couple months ago, um, when I was taking the train back from Chicago and the guy sitting behind me had this, had a stroke and no one on the our train knew what to do. And it was this like surreal, numbing, like honestly painful experience where it was like, we as a collective people need to be more prepared for emergencies mm. like this. Not that we needed to like, everyone there needed to know how to like save this man, but just like, everyone looking around and saying like, someone get a doctor and everyone's like, I don't know what to do. It was like, Jesus, we need to be better about like, you know, I need, I should take a class to help with like, um, just emergency situations like that to know like, okay, the first thing Mm -hmm. we need to do is make sure he's seated like this or something. Like even Mm -hmm. that would feel, to be able to contribute anything would feel better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm all for
1: requiring more and more skills, more and oh, more yeah. skills, so that when mm-hmm. whatever disaster befalls us,
0: mm-hmm. we're you're sort all of like a like a, a real life Dungeons and Dragons character. A <laughs> Excuse bit. me, RPG. You're just, out, you're just out there getting hit points, uh, just
1: collecting bags of rice,
0: XP. <laughs> yep, I don't leveling know what that is. leveling up. Uh huh. I don't, I don't know what that is either. Swords. But, you do have Snites. a bow. Swords, you do have, a, <laughs> you do have uh, a fucking bow and arrow out at the compound.
1: No, Andrew, I have two bows and arrows. <laughs> come on, Andrew. Out at the compound. I have a lefty and a righty. Really?
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah,
1: because uh, our friend James who was living with us for a minute, Nate had one and then James was left handed, and he was like, Should I just buy a left handed one and leave it here? So if you have left handed people who come, they can use it. And we were like, left-handed, wow. You
0: hold it in your right hand? Left. Um, wait, what do you do?
1: Bow. Le- uh, right-handed bow. You're pu- you're drawing with your right hand, so you're drawing the arrow back with right. your right hand. Left-handed, it. it's the opposite.
0: Both both felt natural to me when I tried it. But yeah, this feels.
1: Oh, funny. you will be very useful in the in the end times. <laughs> mm-hmm. An ambidextrous archer. I don't think that's true. Well. Well. Okay. Well, we'll you can at least out. make us brisket every night. Find <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, this has been a successful filibuster.
0: Boy, Um, oh, we really did it. Yes.
1: Let's let's kick it to a little breaky break. Mm -hmm. Sorry I said that. And then we'll come back (laughs) for some voicemails.
0: Yeah, after the breaky break.
1: Okay, we brokey broke. (laughs) We did it. Um. Ooh. Yeah. Let's. Uh. I did not listen to these. We're recording early in the day. Yeah. Not my. Not my fault this time.
0: My fault. I have to do. Uh. I don't. I guess I don't have to. But. Um. Friend of this show. It's been a while since they've been on. But. Um. Brittany Nichols. Um. Uh, organized a canvassing thing for some for the LA election. So. Um. Cool. Gonna go. Gonna go do a little bit of that. Do a little little walking around. Probably not gonna bring the dogs.
1: Oh, that's come maybe, on, that's canvassing maybe, candy.
0: Maybe can
1: people will talk canvassing. to you more if you've got a little Edie and Peanut.
0: Yeah, but I think it'll slow slow the process down because they're not the greatest walkers. Hmm. You I know, no.
1: Know. You think about a little stroller, maybe.
0: Yeah. I I would put. I got a little baggy. If you check my Instagram, you can see the baggie I used to cut Edie's yeah. nails um, a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I don't
1: put them in a little bag and bring them with
0: you. I'm I telling cut, you, you're going to get cut, way better engagement. I cut leg holes out of the bottom of just like a free tote bag. And <laughs> oh, then, I have,
1: I mean, hmm? I have one of those, it was for my cat, where they make them like that if you want it. No it'll need. Because it definitely fit them.
0: Made one. <laughs> Actually, maybe, I don't know. Um. Edie's still trying to bite me though. She hates getting her nails done.
1: Yeah. I think it's cuz she's part corgi. Corgis don't like their feet touched. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Anyway, um enough about tiny dogs and the bags they come in. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's listen to this voicemail that is a mystery to both Kevin and I.
4: Hi Tony, Andrew and Kevin. Um this is my first time calling and I'm looking for some advice. So I am a fat white woman, and I'm married to um, my husband, who's Latino, and we have one child and another one on the way. Um, Since becoming a mother, I have done a lot of work on myself um, for my anti-fat bias um, and diet culture and things like that, obviously. Um, I've been a part of that for a long time, and I want my children to grow up um, not equating their weight with their self-worth. However, I find that the way that um, white people that I know and my family handle weight stigma is very different, and it's kind of um, easier to tackle, easier to talk about for me um, than the way that my Latino in-laws. Um, handle it. So, there just seems to be a lot of making fun of each other. Um, when someone gains weight, there is, um, nicknames that are given to people, whether it's, um, you know, talking about how big they are, how big they've gotten, um, or, like, the case of my niece, she is really thin. And so in Spanish, they call her Bone or Skinny as nickname. And I just want to like bring up that I don't want my children to hear these, you know, um, things based on their weight. So it just seems a little bit different. I was wondering maybe this is the wrong podcast. Maybe I should be calling, um, a different podcast, but maybe you have some advice on how to, bring up to my in-laws that we just don't want our children um, thinking about weight as a thing that um, affects their self-worth at all. So I appreciate it. Um, Thanks.
1: Oh my goodness, caller. This is such a good question. (laughs) I, I like, uh, it sounds like I'm being snarky, but I truly do wish there was a, a yo, is this fat phobic pod? That someone smarter than us hosted mm-hmm. because your question is so valid because because they're right. The it, It's one thing to talk to your white family in your <laughs> white culture that you grew up in and be able to say really confidently like, hey, I don't mm-hmm. love I don't love this. Let's not talk about this shit around my kids. It changes when you get into other cultures, and it doesn't make it right, but it does mean that it's more delicate. And you, the last thing you want to be, is the white lady in the family, telling them all how to relate to each other, even though you have valid points.
0: Yeah, I think that. Yeah, it, it's it, it. I think like the reason i was sort of like relatively comfortable putting this on on the show was that it's sort of ultimately about like being clear and like you know making people more aware of like the way that like things affect people you know and, and like yeah. so i think it's like ultimately sort of the same thing that we talk about and it it's you know um whether whether fatness or race or, you know, we, we're not typically, like, so shy about delving into, like, other types of bigotry here because at the heart of it, they're always the s- – not the same as in the details are the same, but, like, the, the genesis of them, uh, you know, of the bigotry and the, like, what you can do t- about it tends to be sort of the same. I think, yeah. you know – Wow. Is that even true? I I guess I feel that way. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But, but like, cause, cause this is about like communicating and communicating to people who are going to say things like, that's just the culture. We don't mean it like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever we make fun of everybody, Um, which is like, and and the leg they have to stand on is their sort of like um, race. So, I was going to say
1: and the fact that it goes both ways so often yeah. especially in black and brown cultures like being teased for being perceived as overweight or as too skinny mm-hmm. are both equally roastable. Yeah. <laughs> From personal experience in in my black family, yeah. we tend to have more people on the thin side that get I mean we have people on all of all sizes but the thin folks tend to get roasted almost the hardest. Mhm. And it, I've only seen it go poorly when someone brings it up and says, Hey, this really bothers me, because now that's the only thing anyone knows about that person is, Oh, well, so and so hates when we call her ex. Yeah. And I wish I had a better solution for.
0: Well, I mean, I do think it's like the, like many of these things, it's like, okay, you probably can't extricate yourself from the family. What you can start to do is find. You know, someone who hopefully would be sympathetic. And, and I think laying it out in terms of like, hey, this is bad for everybody. But like, it, given yeah. our culture, it's particularly bad for young girls, I think is also fair to say. I, yeah. hope, I hope that's okay. I don't know. But I, I just think like making the case of like, hey, like, you know, this is not good for for them either way. Like just like having like your your the value of your value as a person tied up in like your body um, or or like tied up in not conforming to looking having your body look one way or the other is like bad for people. Um yeah. So I think it's like it's not fun. That's sort of the problem. Maybe that's why I was confident. Like most of the th- part problem with this podcast is like, you know, there are solutions. They're just not fun or cool. You can't be yeah. a cool person <laughs> and say this shit because you sound whiny. And like, I don't know what to do with that. This whole podcast, I'm sure, sounds like that at times. It's
1: well, This whole podcast is one long whine. We might as well... Just yeah. a bunch of telephone wires yeah. high above the earth.
0: Um. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's like... Because I think the caller does kind of know that most of the calls uh, uh, on this type of thing are not like, what do I do? What can I do? It's, yeah. is, is there a way to do this without being like a killjoy, exhausted, like unfun person? And the answer is usually no.
1: Okay, here's a pitch. And I just thought of it. So feel free to tell me. I, this is problematic still, I'm sure. but So tell me why. But- not you guys, I, I mean Andrew and Kevin. I um. don't I don't want to hear from the internet. Um, <laughs> don't tell me what I'm talking about. Read my shirt. Um, here's a pitch because the 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 I think universally we can agree that uh, teasing someone for their appearance bad, you know, any gender, any age, not good. Roasting someone for their behavior, yeah sometimes still fair game, especially if it's done lovingly, you know, you're in a family setting, there's a way to do it. So is there a pitch to pivot if you're hearing this type of like, whatever, supposedly good natured teasing to to say a little bit of uh, I don't I don't like to, to, you know, tease people for the way they look. But, you know, you know, who can't fucking drive is Lisa. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, like (laughs) pitch something that's like something that they do so that you're still having fun.
2: This is, no, like, I don't know, encouraging someone to like try out jokes that might not do it <laughs> <laughs> has only gone poorly with my family. Okay,
1: okay. Fair, fair, fair.
2: That fair. That's always where like a too soon balding joke comes in where it's like the dinner's quiet for the rest of the night.
1: <laughs> but see, but see, that's still a That's yes. still yep. something they can't control. But, you know... Ben being <laughs> Ben uh, burning the hair off his arm at the barbecue because he uh, yeah. can't fucking barbecue yep. and won't read the instructions.
0: <laughs> I will say this: this does feel like. Heart, you know, smash cut to the <laughs> collar, just being like, and that's why your mom doesn't love you, <laughs> like or whatever. <laughs> like this kind of shit, I feel like always winds up with someone going way too far, too, yeah. <laughs> too harsh.
1: <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. I retract everything I said. Look, y'all, I don't listen to. I love the beforehand. idea. I'm here just freewheeling.
0: <laughs> I love like the say area. Say- this is only this is this I'll is me having work. very minimal knowledge of this but I do think actually one of the unique things of of uh fat phobia um, or sort of body stuff in general is that there is a popular perception that it is behavior based um you know Oh sure and, and as yeah. opposed to something innate um Mhm and that, I think, is, like... Or
1: just a convergence of so many multiple factors. Yeah. Unless you're, like, a yeah. fucking sociologist, you don't...
0: Yeah, exactly. You begin like, to like it's, it's, like, and also that, like, yeah, that those words are helpful or whatever. Like, so I think that may be actually, like, a unique part of mm-hmm. uh, that experience, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why your mm-hmm. mom doesn't love you.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, My (laughs) cop-out answer
2: for the in-law questions are always, like, ask your partner to bring it up so that the onus isn't on you to handle it. Like, is this a thing that you could bring up with your husband that when the next time it happens, he can say to his dad or whatever, like, hey, my wife isn't comfortable, like, when you say stuff like that. I don't know. I just always feel like it it gets stuck with, like, a person having to, like, confront their in-laws is, is tough. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, yeah. and and also, presumably, for the caller, it's like, these are your, I think, these are your partners, kids, girls as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just like, hey, don't do that shit. This is not how I want my my, you know, your nieces, nephews, grandkids, my kids to be raised. Yeah. I think that's, like... You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's there's disappointing elements to this. There you know, I'm sure like but like I think I think that will be the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, um, tricky. Ooh, good question. Good good that was a good. Question. Good podcast this week? Are we doing good?
1: Yeah. Wait, was that two questions?
0: No, no, no. no just uh, we're doing bad. good oh. <laughs> so far. It felt like yeah, yeah let's do the other question.
3: Hey, this is Maddie. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Kind of newer to listening to your show, so maybe this has been talked about already, but I was just wondering, like, what your thoughts are on about white people using the term woke and just this is something that's overused and, I don't know, like when someone says, I'm a woke white woman or, you know, it's like, why do you have to let everyone know and just not show us with your actions and that you're actively evolving and everything. And I don't know. I just wasn't wondering where your thoughts are on that. Cause I personally don't think it's necessary, but, um, yeah, go ahead. Destroy me. Roast me. I I look forward to it. Thank you. Bye.
1: Caller. (laughs) We don't need to roast you. I no you're a delightful <laughs> sweet person who listens to our show who clearly wasn't listening to it two fucking years ago when we had a funeral for this word and we said nobody needed to use it anymore. Oh, That's I forgot, okay, you I sound very about young. That. <laughs> you might have been 12 years old. So you didn't need to be listening to us then. Oh my god. Who knows? I totally, I but yeah, we forgot literally we did
0: that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, two years ago, who did we have on? Was it Sydney Washington or We had a guest with us, I don't remember, and we were just like, fuck, this word is fucking done.
2: Edgar Montplazier's entire podcast, The Wokest. uh, Oh, yeah. Basically, a a season-long funeral to the (laughs) the word woke.
0: Good Um, gravy. I mean, I think what it is, it's it's less like the specific word and just like, yeah, caller and everyone, like, white culture loves to you know take uh mm-hmm. and, and like anything i guess the the thing is it's like nothing can't be taken nothing can't be co-opted like um mm-hmm. and 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 sort of bastardized and turned into a different thing um and part of me is like the the slight roast of the collar is like this this like like uh, this is not a new phenomenon. So like, I don't, I don't know if there's anything like that different about the word woke, especially. I mean, I guess there's a little performative element, but it becomes like, just as like, it's just as it's used just as much negatively. Um, Mm -hmm. I got into a long argument about the word Karen being used, um, you know, Basically, to call as like to to call women like us the the b word. Were you
1: were you arguing with a woman named Karen or a man dating a woman named Karen? Because it's the only people I've found that care about this.
0: No, I've had multiple arguments with with white lady who have been called like white ladies who have been called this thing as opposed to like you know other it, but by other white people. It's just sort of like mm-hmm. it has been like you know was immediately like co opted and turned into something else. But yeah, I think it is that sort of boring and old argument between um, Mm -hmm. white feminism and people of color. And there is certainly misogyny in every culture. And there is certainly racism in white culture. So it is a little tricky. There is, you know, probably everyone has a little bit of a leg to stand on in this type of argument, but the bigger picture yeah. is like, yeah, you know, I mean, the word woke needs to probably like, it's it's just, it's not that it needs to die because the concept, the original concept is gone. It just needs to die mm-hmm. in the same way that every other like piece of um, slang from black folks that white America has taken needs to die or just like... It becomes so contextual about how it's used, or like it's somewhere mm-hmm. in there, I think. Like, so I don't know. Is it worse than any other thing? Is, I guess it's, I don't know. I'm really rambling. Thank you for letting me talk.
1: No, I mean, to me now, it's also become cheesy as well and like cringy now when I hear it to where yeah. I'm not running around calling anyone a Karen, mainly just because I'm like, uh, this got overused and co opted and, yeah. The dumbest people get mad about it, so yeah, I don't tend to use it a lot, but yeah,
0: I—I I mean, I, I think know. that is that is the beauty of you know the beauty. Ugh, listen to me, I sound like a fucking old white lady, but that is that is one reason that like like Black American culture specifically is so like again, I was gonna I'm gonna say the old white lady version of this, which is vibrant. Um mm. but, but basically, what <laughs> you what almost
1: said, the beauty of the black community is that they are so vibrant. And well, I, <laughs> I wish you'd said
0: it and I didn't because i it, it was like <laughs> what what I'm trying to what I'm trying to describe is like, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to talk about is this like thing of like, again, you see it, I, I think like most in black American culture, because like things get taken and co-opted. And thus, Black culture ends up making new things, mm-hmm. you know, because exactly. you know, everywhere from jazz, to rock and roll, to the word woke, like it's just like, I like hanging on to words or culture or ideas is like one way that things don't change or improve. And like yeah. Black folks in America specifically keep getting shit taken from them, so they keep on needing to innovate. Um, oh,
1: completely. I mean, we're completely leading all internet culture, all language of any sort of Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> any sort of digital language and identity comes from us. And then at about the eighteen month mark, it reaches like the jack in the box social media person. Yeah. And I feel like that's
0: collectively when we know to move on. <laughs> yeah. And do something else. Or even but but it's also like like this thing of like when you when you constantly are making new things, you realize that any given thing is not super precious. Whereas if you're the sort of like leech constantly stealing things, every little theft is like vitally important. And like, mm. you know, it's, or not vitally important, but it's just like this thing where like, oh, I could never make this. So like, I'm I'm hanging on to this and I'm thinking I mean about it and worrying it. about it. But it's like, yeah. yeah, who gives a shit? It is kind of what I feel, same thing I feel about podcasting. Like one thing I like about podcasting is that there's always a next podcast like we don't have yeah. to be perfect um we're far and we from really it
1: we <laughs> really try never we try to never actively
0: be. in many that's ways that's a goal no but but it's like yeah you know you can always correct you can always apologize you can always add on you can always revise like just keep there's always new shit um mm-hmm. you can always pull all the
1: episodes where you accidentally said the n word if you're a white guy yeah
0: anything you know you just have a <laughs> tons of options
2: um, all 134 <laughs> Right. It's just like
1: or leave them up like some popular improv podcast. Just leave them (laughs) up. (laughs) Just keep keep them
0: available Um, for all to see. Wild, wild shit. Um, But no, I mean, I think that's, I think interesting, or I think a good way to think about life. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. It's yes. So to the caller, like I don't know. Don't fixate on the word woke. Like yes, but it's fine. I mean it's, yeah, we it don't, is we it don't is really need it anymore. Exactly. Yeah, there's there's a lot more. If you get bogged down in some shit like that, you're never going to like that's how that's how white folks bog you down forever. Oof. Bog you down forever. <laughs> um Damn. That is that a show we did a we did a podcast so. show. It's a perfect um, show. Oh, I was gonna say if anyone's listening to this in the city of New Orleans, I I will be in New Orleans for a week, just kind of chilling. So, roam the
1: streets, find Andrew.
0: Honestly, we joke about that in New Orleans. That will probably be easier than any other city.
1: <laughs> I don't. Know. It's pretty. It's a big city, Andrew.
0: It's not the biggest city.
1: <laughs> it's not the biggest city. So if you're out walking. Try to look for Andrew.
0: Yeah, but um, I don't know. Tell me where I should go eat or what I should go do. I I made no plans. I'm just visiting um, a friend who's down there shooting a show. Um, And, yeah, I got a little break from work, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, what you don't do is don't call in your New Orleans tips to 323-389-7223. That's 323-389-RACE. Because I'm probably not going to listen to them in time for it to be useful. That's true. um, Instead, you could leave... Uh, People have been leaving, yo, can we live? A little more... Often more comments than questions, (laughs) but...
1: Which is I think that's, Which what is that's kinda for. what it's for. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's this fine. Is
1: the this is the general voicemail box. Leave your racism questions there. But if you wanna leave a comment for Yo, Can We Live, again, that's our racism antidote show where we try and absolve the sins of the <laughs> world and not have to talk about uh d- difficult things. Um but yeah, people have been leaving recommendations. We love recommendations of works of art by people of color and uh just little, like, life follow-up things. A lot of people asking about the lettuce grow. <laughs> mm.
0: um, oh, we yeah. We got a small
1: lettuce grow update.
0: Yeah, we ate up all the dill weed from the lettuce grow in the matzo ball soup.
1: If you follow the Suboptimal Pod's Instagram account, you saw the monster dill branches that both Andrew and I had on our <laughs> lettuce grows. And uh, all that dill was sacrificed to the the Lord? I don't know it how got, what the deal is with satyrs, but it went in the matzo ball soup. It got
0: dealt with...
1: Okay, we gotta go. Uh, at Trondi Newman, at Andrew T, at Kevin J Bartelt. Uh, pods on Instagram, suboptimalpods.com. com for all things, all ways to support us. Thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting us. Thank truly, you. Uh, we're an independent podcast. We have no support other than the three voices you
0: hear <laughs> <laughs> on this on this Zoom. <laughs> sometimes even so, less, um, really, given, given yeah, my contribution. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm we're a little checked out. I'm a net negative. Yep. Um, so <laughs> dragging thank us down. You, if you've
1: in any way supported us. We appreciate it. Tune into to Yo Can We Live this Friday. Okay. <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye.
2: This is sub-optimal.